0: We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. You can call now and leave a message. They'll get back to you. 905-529-7165. And don't forget to check out their website at andyanddon.com. That's andyanddon.com. You can also... Ask a question there via their listener inquiry button. Good morning, gentlemen. Good, Good, to see morning, you. Scott. Good morning, Scott. So, we're going to talk eventually about when life uh, gives you lemons, you call your financial planner. That's what you call <laughs> it. Uh, but first, we got to talk about that <laughs> seminar coming
1: up. You're well trained. Um, <laughs> yes, there is a seminar. Actually, we're very excited. We're just around the corner on Tuesday. October twenty fifth, and this is an estate planning seminar, and um, you know I, I'm I'm really excited actually because one of the, our our main speaker, uh, Christine Van Callenberg, she is our vice president of tax and estate planning at Investors Group, and we've flown her in from Winnipeg uh, to talk to our clients and guests about uh, estate planning, and there's. You know, this is something, first of all, Christine, I have heard speak many times. I just think in the last year alone, I've probably attended three of her sessions where she's talking about everything from basic estate planning to very high level business and estate estate succession planning yeah. for business owners. And um, she is a trust and estate practitioner, uh, a lawyer, and also an author, uh, written a book called Wealth Planning Strategies for Canadians. And uh, so certainly someone who I respect and and Don and I have talked about this, but she also it brings a sense of humor to the subject yes. as well. So
0: right. these are like seminars that you guys would get to go to, but well, now we get to go. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, you yeah. Skip, You're right. Skip
2: the middleman. <laughs> well,
0: what's that? <laughs> you skip the middleman. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Well, it's actually a lot of truth <laughs> to that. Do I need Don and Andy <laughs> if I have
1: you? <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> well, she doesn't have clients, she has us, um, which is, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it is actually interesting. Our clients look to us for advice. And we go to her for advice. So, right. you know, and there's certain, uh, so she is a, an absolute, a huge resource for us. And it's great to have somebody like that on our team.
1: And so just just a quick uh, overview of what we're going to be talking about. And it's really about how to structure your estate plan and, and really kind of understanding all the different personal situations that people can have. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're in a common law situation. You're married. You're separated. You're divorced. You're widowed, or you're in a blended family. And we're going to talk about uh, some of the issues that can arise in for people in all of those situations, but also those who own vacation properties, or businesses, or perhaps even have disabled beneficiaries as well. So I think that's uh, you know how to how to minimize tax, how to minimize or reduce the estate taxes, and also probate taxes as well, and a little bit about charitable giving. So we're going to be at Leuna Station. It's Tuesday, October 25th. The doors open at 6. We've got uh, a chance to chat and some refreshments. And then the presentation runs from 7 to 8.30. And there's free parking, very easy to access. It's at the... Uh, the King George Ballroom. But here's the key. You have to register with us. Right. And the best thing to do is call our office. If you want to do it this weekend, you can leave a a voicemail, and that's 905 529 7165 and also too, you can go to our website, you can go to andyanddon.com hit the listener inquiry button and just type in your information that you'd like to register for the upcoming estate planning seminar with your information, we'll get back to you just to confirm that we have seats. Mm-hmm. So we are limited in terms of seating, etc. and we would really appreciate any donations to the Good Shepherd Food Bank and, uh, and that's the story. Good, good yeah. stuff. So we're excited about that coming up uh, this Tuesday. Tuesday, right.
0: October 25th.
1: Got it. So when life gives you lemons, and most of us would make lemonade, but you've got to have sugar, you've got to have some water, you've got to oh. have some ice, you've got to be prepared.
0: It's not that simple?
1: It's not wow. that simple. <laughs> it's not that simple. And this is probably, I think, and I still speak with clients even recently who have found themselves out of work. And, yeah. you know, we call it all different things these days. It's called downsizing, right-sizing, restructuring. And in some cases, um, people see it coming, yeah. you know, in advance that this is, there's a, it's going to be winding down. You know, when the end is coming, there's been discussions about what kind of severance there might be, etc. cetera. But at other, other times you don't see it coming, yeah. right? It comes yeah. in as a shock.
2: And at the end of the day, all these you know, key words that they make it sound better than it really is. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're not getting a paycheck. It's I the think. same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're out. <laughs> That's right. You're out. No. Um,
1: and, you know, I think, and in talking, actually one of my friends who uh, was downsized, and, you know, he, he's thinking, you know what, maybe this is time to ditch the suit and ditch the commute and mm-hmm. uh, think about doing something on my own.
0: Yeah, it's not the end of the world. It's
1: not the end of the world. And uh, he's going to try and make some lemonade out of it. And, it, you know, we were, when you think about that shift to perhaps being self-employed or freelancing or starting your own business, there was a, a study done recently and they interviewed uh, 650 working parents. And they talked about uh, in the survey, you know, what, what would be important to you in terms of um, a flexible Work schedule, would you be more interested in working from home or working part time? And as we sort of looked at what those results were, 90% of those working parents said absolutely certain or very confident that a job with work flexibility would decrease stress levels. 89% said having a job with work flexibility would help them be more attentive spouse, a more attentive partner and to their significant other. 84% said, Children are the reason for wanting a job with more flexible options. 52% flexible work options would increase the amount of time for date nights. Mm. There we go. And They finally, can cost money, though, Andy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you may not like that That's
1: alternative. True. And uh, 9% said their current work-life balance is great. So only 9% feel that we're in yeah. the right place doing the right balance between our work-life and our It would be interesting life. to know if they were self-employed or not. Those 9%? Yeah. <laughs> They're all entrepreneurs. <laughs> They're all the entrepreneurs, exactly. Um, well, these were working parents. These were yeah. 650 working parents, exactly. Mm-hmm. So... I think um, that if you're going to be a first-time freelancer and you're going to head out into your own business, there's a few things you really need to think about. You're kind of leaving that safety net of a regular paycheck. And the first thing we want to think about is going to be benefits, and particularly in a family situation. So these would be your medical benefits, your dental benefits, your life and disability insurance. And in some cases, depending on your current uh, employment situation or your if you may belong to an association, you might be able to, as a freelancer or independent, be able to access coverage through an association. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're part of a... You know, an RN or whatever it may be that you can then go into, or or a lawyer, you can go into um, their association for coverage. Your spouse or partner may have coverage through work, and you can now be added on as a dependent. Mm -hmm. Uh, And really, I guess the key thing here is if there's gaps, this is where what Don and I would do. We call it an insurance needs analysis, and basically we're sort of doing the the what if scenarios. What if you get hit by a bus? What if you get sick? What if you couldn't work? What do you have in place today? what do we think we might need in the short term and in the long term? And we can sort of help you fill or understand the gaps that are, that are missing. So that's sort of the benefit side. Um, the next thing would be a contingent fund. And this is a lot easier if you know what's coming mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that really about setting aside money, because your income is going to be unpredictable. Yeah. As you start out any new business, it, the cash flow is going to be up. It's going to be down. So you need a little bit of a contingent fund to build up that cushion to, to sort of smooth it out. And- and often, this is where you know we would get into understanding and going into a detailed cash flow analysis. Where is the money going? How much is being spent on a, on a monthly basis? And understanding what are fixed costs, those things you have to pay, versus discretionary costs, the things that you sort of are, like to do but don't need to do. And a TFSA, for example, tax-free savings account, mm-hmm. may, may be a great way to sort of short-term save for that contingent fund. Uh, all right, benefits, contingent fund. And OK, next is taxes. So as you start to earn income, you need to set aside money for taxes. So basically all your earnings and and people do get caught in this, right? The the, the money's coming in and all of a sudden they file their tax return. Oops, Mm -hmm. I owe a whack of money. Um, so setting aside a portion of your earnings for income tax and also for GST, depending on the services that you're providing. And usually in that first year, you're going to probably pay annually at the end of the year. And Mm -hmm. then after that, depending on the threshold of how much tax you pay, you may end up paying quarterly along the way. So again, cash flow just becomes part of that understanding, making sure you're doing it. Uh, the next thing on the good side on the sort of tax is, would be deductible expenses. Mm -hmm. So now you're self-employed. That's a benefit benefit for sure. So now you get to write off certain things. Uh, obviously, if you're, if you're going to be operating out of your home as the primary place for your, your work and your business, keep all receipts. So anything to do with the home, you can now write off a percentage yep. and, uh, and don't miss that out. So, you know, and you can do it either under a square footage scenario or a, uh, number of rooms used, mm-hmm. so you have eight rooms in your house and you use one room, you're using 12 and percent of the, ah, of the size of your makes home. Makes sense. All right. So in that case, you can write off, uh, your property taxes, uh, your heat, your hydro, uh, your insurance, the interest on your mortgage payment as well. And so that kind of helps I think uh, offset some of the other expenses that you're going and also transportation costs would mm-hmm. be another area as well. So those being able to deduct expenses, it's nice. It's also a nice little benefit to, to reduce your taxes. Uh, the next thing would be lifestyle. And this is where probably you need to make some big adjustments right away. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, the vacations, that sort of, uh, discretionary spending, Your are you know, replacing your vehicle, you know, keeping the car you've got, maintaining yep. it. Those are all, I think, important in the first little while, just, you know, cut out those extra things for mm-hmm. now. If, if money does flow in, there'll be all kinds of time to do that and yeah. opportunities to do that in the future. So the f- And the final thing is you sort of, if it comes out to you as a surprise or whether you know about it, there's going to be things such as retiring allowances, there's going to be severances, uh, there's going to be an opportunity to apply for EI, employment insurance. And depending on how prepared you are, you might end up, maybe you have to take on some more debt Mm -hmm. in the short term, or maybe you have to deplete savings. Now, those are things we'd like to avoid having to do, but inevitably, if it's something that has to happen, it Mm -hmm. has to happen. There's also um, a lot of uh, opportunities, like in Ontario, there's a second career uh, training and um, uh, funding opportunity as well. So uh, I guess the bottom line is you need to be proactive You need to move quickly as soon as you either know, as soon as you know, what's going to be happening, start right away and you've got to make some options. First thing is options right now. Can I retire early? So Don and I can help you understand that right away, right? Can we get into a retirement scenario? Uh, should I go back to school? Maybe it's time, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm too too early and my, I can't retire. I've got to go back to school, perhaps, uh, start looking for another job. Uh, or am I going to start my own business, right? So we've got to get on that right away. Number two, research government programs, and it could be for education. It could be for financial assistance, but you'd be surprised at how many things are out there Mm. that are available to help you transition as well. And number three, and finally, and probably the most important is put money aside. Even if you don't need it, uh, having that reserve, having that cushion is critical. Um, saving is just absolutely important to have that that emergency fund.
2: And it's interesting. There's one other opportunity that a lot of people don't think of is using their RSPs. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm the last person to say cash in RSPs Yeah. because unlike a teacher's pension, something you can't touch it, next thing you have money at retirement. But there is some opportunities and a good time if you are earning very little income for the year or you started your own business and you've got a lot of deductions, you can use the RSP income, basically take it out sometimes tax-free,
0: mm-hmm. and it
2: might be a great way to fund your tax-free savings account. So I'm not saying take the money out and spend it, yeah. but take the money out, pay the tax at a very low rate or no tax rate, and throw it into a TFSA and let it grow tax-free for the for the rest of the time.
0: Great idea. We are planning your financial future. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. 905-529-7165. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. Don't forget about their seminar coming up October 25th. If you want to find out more, go to the website at andyanddon.com. That's andyanddon.com. Or you can call now and leave a message at 905-529-7165. That's 905-529-7165. All right, top 50. You got a top 50 list for us? <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a countdown of fifty. Jeez. It is.
2: By, you know what? I'm going to condense. It, it might oh, only be are you? 40. Okay. It might be the top 40. <laughs> I won't
0: keep score. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, you know, Andy and I go over so many different uh, you know, ways to really, it's financial plan. You know, a lot of, a lot of people, I and mean, certainly the ones listening to the show, realize the difference of a financial planner and an investment planner. Mm-hmm. In fact, investment planning is it's a subsection of what we do. Right. And there's all sorts of many things. And I was le- reading through a magazine the other day, and this top 50 came up and says, Okay, well, that summarizes it pretty good. So, I thought I'd go through some of these, and uh, I'm sure some of these will strike a chord of, oh, you know what? That's something I need to do. So, the listeners out there, if you could say, pick three of these and say, I'm going to run with these three. And that could make a massive difference in your life. So, starting with the. So, out of the 50,
0: we only need three.
2: Exactly. No, no you, there's no way anybody's going to change fifty. You might as well just throw the hands up in the air. That's right. Says, we'll barely get three. You would have already. Cha- you might have already changed the station by now, and you're yeah. not hearing the rest of this. As soon as you heard fifty. <laughs> oh, man. So three is great. Anytime I go to actually a seminar or something, I, you know, you always got all these notes, mm-hmm. and you try to drill it down to okay, give me three to five that I actually can take home yeah, and do something yeah. with. Good point. Because there's no way I'm going to do twenty. Yeah. But change is hard. Yeah, Habits are ingrained. We've been ingrained in a way we've been managing money for oh, as soon as you started getting money. Mm-hmm. Whether it was your allowance when you're five years old or less, or whether you started your first job or, and your parents and your friends and how they do things. So so this is a great kind of, could be a TSN turning point mm-hmm. in terms of what are you doing different to accomplish your goals. So right off the, the get-go is the basics. Create a financial calendar. Now, I thought this was kind of a neat idea because we all have bills. And there's certain ones that are just easy. There's those monthly ones. But the quarterly ones always sneak up.
0: Oh, they do. You know, the, yes. you know the
2: quarterly tax installments yes. for property tax. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, and, you know, everything's running smooth. But also... Oh,
0: then you get a big one.
2: You know what? I, we need to use our line of credit because I didn't know about this. So you need to just throw that right in your calendar. So you, you expect it. Because what Andy and I do, we, we create it monthly. And also uh, a lot of mortgages will will have the property taxes as part of the payment. So mm-hmm. you don't even know it's there. It's just part of the payment. But if you have your mortgage paid off or you are paying it quarterly, it sneaks up on you. And with property taxes running in the $6,000 range or more quite easily, mm-hmm. you know, $1,500 a quarter, where's that coming from? Unless yeah. you budget for it. So throw that in there. Um, number two, check interest rates. Now, really, it's not that hard to check interest rates on your savings right now, okay? Because it's zero yeah. or it's... Point zero one. <laughs> okay. And they're not very high. But I actually we actually offer one that's just over one percent right now
0: mm.
2: through our solutions banking. And it's great. And there's other ones that are, are doing point seven percent. So depending if you want need some short term saving vehicles for a, a guaranteed amount, we do offer that. But what I'm actually more concerned about is the debt side. And that's where people often get I, I wouldn't call it lazy. It's just that it's, it's there. It's Again, comes back to a habit. They're used to paying the credit card debt. Well, I usually like to pay off $200 a month off this credit card. Well, meanwhile, they might even have a line of credit
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they can use the line of credit to pay off the credit card. Yeah. Or they can take the line of credit and go to the institution they're working with and get a lower rate than what they're paying. Yeah. You can have it as a lien against your property and pay about 3%. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you go from a 20% debt down to a 3% debt and that's just found money. Yeah, Absolutely just like you just got to raise. And it, to me, it wouldn't matter if it was an extra $10 a month because I absolutely hate paying extra for mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. when it's simply just another debt. Um, number three, I know Annie and I have been talking about this for years, we've used a program called Quicken and it's to track your net worth. And actually, it was Andy that introduced it to me, oh, boy, how many years ago, Andy? Like 25 (laughs) years ago. Mm. (laughs) Okay,
1: (laughs) 20 years, anyway.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of fun. Like, you know what? You make a game of your net worth, and it is, you know, you play those games, game of life, what have you, and it really is a game of life. You throw in numbers, and and you can see how well you're doing because you don't really actually see the results. It's, like, so slow. And next thing you know, a decade goes by and says, wow, my net worth was only, say, 200,000 10 years ago. Now it's 700,000 that's pretty darn good, mm-hmm. or, or what have you. And it's a really great way from a report card standpoint of where you stand. So tracking that net worth will kind of keep you guided and there and also give you a little pat on the back mm-hmm. saying, oh, wow, we're doing well, or the opposite. If, if all of a sudden these are certain situations where we see somebody's debt side yeah. continue to rise faster than their asset side.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that w- can often be remortgaging. Yeah. Um, increasing line of credits or simply getting a line of credit and then just using it because it was actually originally just to pay off some debts and then get rid of it. Now, all oh, the bank or the institution will say, well, here's a hundred grand. I know you only need 5,000, but here's a hundred and yeah. you know, it, there's no cost for the hundred. Well, next thing you come back and you see two years later, you're up to 65 on your line of credit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it does take some, some discipline. And that, and again, this is part of Andy and I's job is to sit down and track that net worth. And generally on a yearly to you know every other year kind of basis, but certainly at, at very latest to every other year is to track your net worth. Now we've done, that was the asset side, okay? So this is tracking and, and taking a look at your assets, looking at the report card. The second side is the cash flow side and that is budget like a pro. First thing... What if sp-
0: I've already used my three options though? <laughs> Well, good. good. Yeah. Well, then I can move to six. <laughs> go get yourself a cup of tea. And come back. <laughs>
2: well, then there's the ones for your your, your spouse or your kids. Mm. Okay, oh, they yeah. they might need some of these. Yeah. Well, the, and, and and funny you said spouse or kids. Start a budget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I know that sounds painful. It does. And right of, right at the get go. Start a budget. Who the heck wants to do that? The way I look at budgets, we all have one. We might not have written it down. Yeah, we, we we have cash coming in, yep. and we got cash going out, and you live, and you're either in debt or you're paying or you're saving. If you got excess uh, every month, well, good, that's a surplus. You have a budget in your mind. I mean, again, it's almost subconscious. And I remember speaking to one client, and she said, you know, my bare minimum I like in the bank would be like twenty five thousand.
0: Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, good for you.
2: That's her for her. That's her zero. Yeah. That's like having nothing. Mm. now No, I. I a few weeks later, I went by to somebody else, and they said, "Well, you know, as long as my overdraft isn't over ten thousand yeah. dollars, I'm I'm fine."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So one person's zero was twenty five thousand. The other person's zero is minus ten thousand dollars. yeah So again, this is where taking the time and really this is where sitting down with a financial planner is the easiest way. the The likelihood of you going through it and and not missing things and being totally honest with a budget is Probably rare. Mm-hmm. So sitting down with your financial planner, this is a key part: is trying to find out where is all your money going. And uh, number two, if you are having troubles kind of keeping track where your money is going and spending more than you're making, try going an all cash diet. Make it an all cash diet. You know, mm. only gonna pay with cash, mm. and try that for a few months. See what ha- see what happens, because maybe it's just uh, the fact you don't see the money leaving you, and it doesn't seem that painful. Uh, number two, number three on the budget like a pro side is, you know, treat it like a job. Every day, have this kind of a, a one-minute money minute. So you talk and say, okay, what are my month, my my money minute for this? And I'm gonna say, I'm not going to go to the cafeteria this mm-hmm. week. This this week, or I'm I'm gonna pay off that credit card. Just take that one minute of the day and think about your your financial situation. Again. I don't think anybody really thinks about their financial situation that much until somebody comes in. Until it's bad. Until it's bad. <laughs> um, I, yeah, there's no question because they remind you pretty quick when it's bad. Um, this one I really liked. It sounds excessive, but save 20%. Well, I, when I read into it a bit more, it made more sense. They have the 20-30-20 rule. 50 is you're spending 50% of all your money on, on essentials. Things you have no choice. Food, mm-hmm. um, property taxes, you know, your mortgage payment, things such as that. Th- um, 30% are kind of the lifestyle things. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to buy gifts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upgrade my wardrobe. Um, whatever it is, I'm going to spend a little bit extra money on that. And, and 20 is is not necessarily saving, but it's debt repayment or investing. And when you actually think about that extra 20%, that's the part that can make a massive difference 10 years later. It's not the 80, but if you actually do something with that 20%, whether it's paying down debt hmm. or whether it's investing, you you track that and, and go back to what we said about tracking your net worth. That makes a, the, the biggest difference of all. So third subsection here is 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 get money motivated. And this is interesting. The most affluent clients I have certainly know they have, about their money they have a very good attitude about money they would feel horrific if they were you you know using their credit card to fund their lifestyle right. They would never think of that right um, so they have a certain attitude about it and I personally I love this and one one kind of remind me of my daughter years ago she didn't do it for financial but she did it for a lot of things is create a financial vision board I remember her years ago she put a picture of a an Apple computer that she wanted or mm-hmm. an iPod or, or something and she would just you know that would be their zero focus. in on it that yeah. would be it very yeah. focused and uh, she would save all her money and eventually it might be a year later she'd end up with this mm-hmm. okay um, second set specific financial goals so kind of like the vision board but be very specific in one year I'm gonna knock $10,000 off my mortgage in one year, I'm going to buy a house, or two years, um, whatever it is. I, I remember this young couple years and years ago, and they were living in an apartment. They could not see their way to buy a house ever. And I said, you know what? We did the whole cash flow thing, looked at it and it says, you could probably get a house in, in two years. And I said, two years? Well, What can we cut out? I want to get in a house in a year. They were very creative in what they could yeah. cut out. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what you can do if you really want to.
0: Once you focus, yeah. And they had
2: that specific goal. Sure enough, one year later, bingo bango in a house, and uh, that was their first of about four houses. That they as they stepped forward, mm-hmm. but that first house is always the hardest one to get. Yeah. So adopt a spending mantra.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: This this is kind of interesting. It's when you're spending money. Is this, one mantra might be? Is this better than next spending? Is this better spent than saving on my next year's vacation? where it might be stopping at Tim Hortons for a coffee. Mm. All those things add up. And it's amazing over a course of a month how much money you spend. And I was, uh, last weekend, I was digging around my house. Say, oh, here's a box I got to clean out. It literally was 23 years old from our, when we renovated the kitchen 23 years ago, we had a whole bunch of kind of stuff. And I didn't really want to throw it out until I got through it. When I started going through it, it was warranties. It was instruction manuals. <laughs> I can't believe all the junk
0: for appliances that have long left you.
2: As, as, exactly. Yeah. There was VCRs, DVDs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. a
1: Betamax, beta
2: <laughs> video camera. I found the remote. <laughs> Pretty much all those things are simply on a on a, a smartphone these days. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible of how many things. Steam cleaners. Yeah. That longer I couldn't. In fact, I had to count probably twenty to twenty-five items that only one of them existed, and it's my tractor. <laughs> Old school, the tractor to cut a lawn. That was yeah. the only thing. Yeah. And if I really wanted to, I didn't actually have to keep it. It would probably be online. Yeah. But the the point when I was digging through this, I thought...
0: And are you going to fix your own lawn tractor? Let's I'm be fine. honest here, dog. Not a chance.
2: <laughs> Not a chance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're winterizing it this weekend, aren't you?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. It is He's actually, putting <laughs> actually, the plow on it. I'm <laughs> That's hoping right. to get it fixed one more time before the winter. There right now, go, actually so. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I never touched that thing. But point is out of all these manuals there was one out of 25 that I actually needed yeah I had some fun with a few of those things I probably could have cut those in half and I still would have had a great great time over those last 25 years and not even noticed the difference Mm -hmm. but that's the thing about spending at the time it feels so good and then the next thing you know that leaf blower that broke down within three weeks or, or one season Wow, next thing you know, I went and bought a rake and it worked just fine again. So
0: <laughs> Can't live without my leaf blower. That's
2: right. <laughs> well, you're, you're Easy
0: from a man that has a tractor, though. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um,
2: so make your goals bite size sometimes. Sometimes you have a big goal, like I'm hanging out mortgage off in 10 years. Well, that's not often too big. So start saying, okay, what's that breakdown mm-hmm. on, a, on a yearly basis? Mm-hmm. Or how much extra do I have to put on a monthly basis? And then it will just take care of itself. Banish those toxic money thoughts. This one really hit home. I I had this really good friend of mine. still a great friend of mine. And as soon as he bought his first car, his dad said to him, Well, son, you just bought your first car and you got your first car loan. Welcome to the world of debt. You're always going to be in debt for the rest of your life now. Yeah. And that was his mantra in terms of managing money. Mm -hmm. He honestly believed that was it. Yeah. And it's funny, when we sat down, he told me this, I said, okay, Ian, that's possibly your, your father, but it may not be you. You yeah. get to control that. And uh, you know, since then, everything's been fine. Um, get in, it's kind of interesting, this one was uh, one that kind of took me by surprise a bit. Get in f- physical shape, good fi- physical shape. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that are fairly fit or better than average fitness, um, are more productive, and they move higher in the uh, ranks at work, which makes them more money. Mm-hmm. And as long as they take some of that money and do something with it, they could uh, obviously do a lot better financially. Mm-hmm. Um, one I really liked here was appreciate what you already have. Yeah. We often look, you know, but put it this way, every, every ad is about something you probably want to get. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the new thing. And again, it'll end up being another warranty book in your drawer. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so appreciate what you have and really think, do I really need this? Or is this going to be something I'm going to say, well, that was a good try for a year or whatever. And one last one for s- saving money was get a money buddy. Kind of like a fitness buddy. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting there and you got somebody in a similar position as yourself, you get together. You know how hard it is to go get up at 6.30 in the morning and say, okay, let's go for I'm going to go run by myself. Mm-hmm. But if you know somebody's going to show up at your door or you're going to meet at the gym, you make it no problem. Yeah. And the same thing can happen with, with finances. If you have somebody in the same, uh, same general fis- you know, situation as you, bounce things out off each other and you'll both be better off because of it.
0: We are planning your financial future. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. 905 529 7165. And we're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. You can reach them now at 905 529 7165. Also, check out the website at andyanddon.com. That's andyanddon.com. You can also ask a a question there via the listener inquiry button. Talking about the top financial tips
2: yes there's a few more here left to go and and, and this one I really liked it was uh, amp up your earning power and there's really three ways to do that And it's amazing you know we, we look at budgeting and that's something you have control over in terms of your spending but what about the other side how much you're earning mm-hmm. and it's two sides of the equation so number one is just negotiate better
0: yeah
2: get in there and you know look at what others are earning in your position Know that going in. Look at the experience they have. So you have something to negotiate with and, and, and experiences you have. So sell yourself. You need to negotiate yourself. And I find most people or a lot of people will sell themselves short mm. and waiting for that perfect time to get a raise. Yeah. And, uh, and they don't hand them out as regularly as they used to. No. Yeah. yeah, they seem to do that if you move companies.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
2: That's a yeah. It's a know, stepping it's a, stone. Unfortunately, the uh, you move around companies and they'll pay you more, but uh, sometimes they don't rec- recognize how valuable valuable you are yeah. unless you bring it to their attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two would be upgrade your skill set so that you are you know further education, and the reason is you want to stay employable. You don't want to kind of you see some of these people and they get signed a of downsize as andy was saying earlier and it's like wow what am i going to do now mm-hmm. if you've looked after your skill sets all the way along the way had other things you've, you've taken courses yeah. you've upgraded so that come you don't have to just work at that one employer it's not that that's that's specialized you mm-hmm. can go take that same skill or a different skill and go elsewhere and maybe your other employer will just help you uh, you know, take you know they often pay for courses for you, mm-hmm. so that if something were to happen, you're you're in, you're set. So those three will definitely help you on the income side. Um, how to keep debt at bay. One one trick was always just pay off your small debts first. Now I'm still a big fan of consolidating a debt if you can get it all under one low interest rate. But if you have got a few debts, well, pay off one. And so you're let's say that was a hundred dollars a month it was costing you well once that's paid off take the hundred dollars and move it to the other one mm-hmm. so you keep the debt payment going the same and usually go out for dinner every time you do it just give yourself a little pat on the back mm. you gotta make it worthwhile number two never co-sign a loan I guess the caveat might be your kids yeah but it destroys relationships especially when you see you uh, the person missing loan payments okay mm. and they're on a trip yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. It, so I've heard a lot of things over the years and it really does it just irks people why aren't they paying that debt down why aren't they doing how can they afford that I'm on that loan maybe I should try to get my name off that and says you know what probably shouldn't have signed it in the first place
0: or don't post your vacation pics on Facebook <laughs> yeah that's <the laughs> another part. good thing too <laughs> that's all rubbing yeah. it in yeah.
2: and also actually can also hurt your credit score because not only are they missing payments if they are missing payments well you're a cosigner Mm-hmm. Well, you're on that loan. Yeah. So that's affecting your credit score too. And number three, and this is my pet peeve. I actually added this one in myself. Never use one of those payday loan services. Yeah. When they're charging over 500% interest, if you inst- they always count it as a fee. Work it out to an interest rate because that's how we all do things with every other institution. It's over 500% interest. That will keep you a lot more money in your pocket. Finally, um, Shop Smart Look at the uh, cost per use. So you look at an item and say, well, okay, if I'm going to use that 10 times, what's it work out to? A lot of times there's a lot of um, called a fad or fashionable clothing and you'll wear once. Mm. Um, unfortunately, one of his is a wedding dress, but anyway.
0: <laughs>
2: it starts with that. That's where the
1: bad habits start right there, Don. And they say, well, it
2: worked for that. <laughs> yeah,
1: It's easy for so. the guys in the room to say this, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, we all wear these, yeah. Good these suits that we get to use. <laughs> uh,
2: however, Andy, I, I would suggest you take that uh, baby blue suit off. At, yeah. uh, <laughs> the ruffles?
1: You don't like the ruffles?
2: I like the velvet, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, Research actually says that spending money on experiences rather than material objects is a, will keep you happier. Yeah,
0: that's a good point.
2: Okay. And this one I found very interesting. Shop solo. And I I guess, I don't know if this applies mm. to men and women, but I, I don't see men shopping together as much. But certainly if uh, somebody says, oh, that just looks outstanding on you. Yeah. Oh, you have to get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's, there's maybe friends some people- don't let other friends spend money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a whole it's this this is a whole re- revelation. It's like a cult yeah. following here. Yeah. Um, and spend on the real you, not the imaginary one you think you are. Like sometimes you might have gained, I don't know, four, a little bit of extra weight, forty pounds or something, your knees aren't so good and, and you're and you're buying a a triathlon outfit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm gonna get into a
0: triathlon. Stay on so. a Lululemon, is yeah. that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> so stay stay somewhat reasonable with uh-huh. what you what's going on. And finally, save, start, save right for retirement. And number one, and we've said this over and over and over again, start ASAP. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, can, when should you start? Like we yesterday. just talked about it, like yesterday. And don't cash out those retirement funds. We've seen people cash out those and people going bankrupt, will see themselves going, like they're gonna go into bankruptcy, they'll start cashing in their retirement fund. Mm-hmm. These are bankruptcy protected. They can't go after them. Oh, good point. Okay. So, you know, if you're going to go that path, do not cash those in. Um, number three, we always talk about this is matching those, uh, those uh, programs that work. If there's like you put in a dollar and they put in 50 cents or dollar for dollar, maximize those if you can. And every time you get that raise, always uh, increase your savings with that, you know, by the same percentage as that raise. Hmm. And one of our favorites, and finally, is that direct deposit. Do a pack, a pre-authorized check that automatically forces you to save. So, with all those little tips, I'm hoping there was three of them. Three of them that grabbed you and, uh, you know, perhaps may have changed the way you'll be 10 years when you do that net worth statement again.
0: We are planning your financial future. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. You can call now and leave a message at 905-529-7165. And don't forget to check out the website at andyanddon.com. That's andyanddon.com. Last segment, we're going to talk about kids' allowances. Absolutely. So, uh...
1: Over Thanksgiving, the whole family's over at our place, 25 people and four kids of my nieces and nephews, uh, my cousins, and um, they are between the ages of six and 10. Right. So the questions, we sort of started talking about allowances and who's giving allowances and what's it for and how much. And I think it's a great discussion. I know we've talked about it on the show before, but it's interesting as I sort of did a little more research and figure out what's going on here in Canada, what's going on elsewhere as well. But I guess the main things that people uh, discuss are A, should they get it? Mm-hmm. And B, uh, how much money should it be? And C, when do you start? Mm-hmm. And so kind of thinking about those three topics, I guess the, uh, the first thing is that a lot of times people, originally the sort of allowance was money for work done. So mm-hmm. kids were expected to do chores, chores was yep. make the bed, empty the dishwasher, clean the table, you know, that type of thing. And you got your allowance and the school of thought on that is completely throwing that one out the, out the window. And really what they're saying is that these aren't, these are chores that the kids don't like to do. Mm-hmm. And really what you're setting them up to, you're making this connection that they're doing jobs they don't like and they're getting paid for it. Right. And so they, the reality should be that they should be expected to contribute as part of the team and do it day in, day out. Right. There should be no necessarily connection with the allowance towards that specific chores. Hmm. Now that said, there is opportunities to give bonuses. Mm-hmm. You know? So if somebody shovels a driveway or somebody mm-hmm. uh, helps out, then you could give extra, mm-hmm. but that was specific for a specific job. Right. Right? It's not just the general supporting the family, et cetera. So we, we kind of feel that doesn't make as much sense anymore as it used to, but offering to pay for extras is key. And I guess, so the lessons around the allowance is always been sort of understanding or beginning to get an understanding of the value of money Mm -hmm. to understand the consequences of overspending. You know, I've run out and I don't have anything left now. What, um, the importance of budgeting you know, getting some concept about Mm -hmm. how to do that. And also delayed gratification, delayed gratification. You know, I could buy all that, buy candy, 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 or do I save some of it and buy that toy that costs a lot more Mm -hmm. and delay my gratification. So those are all reasonable lessons and we're trying to see, gauge, are we actually getting that out of our system, the allowance system that Mm -hmm. we're doing for our kids as well. On the question of how much. The general rule of thumb is anywhere between fifty cents to a dollar per for every year of age. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you got a ten-year-old, the general about five to ten dollars is mm-hmm. going to be the the range of an allowance for a weekly basis, and um, and it can also be paid monthly. So a lot of parents we were talking to did, did pay it monthly mm. as opposed to weekly. And I think Forcing sometimes. a budget. Well, you know what, it, it, it may be, but it's, but it became part, I think some of that issue may be that if someone's 13 and you're trying to come up with 13 bucks, you know, oh, scrambling right. around yeah. to find 13, it was easier to find 50 bucks for the year, for the month right. or something like that, and then you're done. Um, but in, in that part, what we want to start to engage them in is, as Don talked about too, saving. So yeah. what percentage is going to go to saving? So let's say that 10 year old is getting 10 bucks, 20% to saving, 20% mm-hmm. to saving every, so two bucks, two bucks, two bucks every time, every week. And then, um, sharing is also sort of out there in terms of trying to reinforce the concept that we have to give back. Yeah. And so 10% to sharing, so that could be a buck to the sharing side mm-hmm. and then also spending. So that leaves 70% or $7 available for spending. Now those numbers can be different for people. It could be a third, a third, a third. It all depends on your personal preference. And I guess the main thing they say is to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when I was looking at sort of the top 12 lists of allowances, uh, number one, don't tie, don't tie it to chores, um, or the regular allowance pitching in as part of being a member of the house. Uh, number two, don't use an allowance to punish bad behavior or reward good behavior. Mm-hmm. I used to hear about parents on the soccer field that were paying for oh, goals, oh, paying yeah, for goals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or, good oh. <laughs> or good grades, or good grades, yeah. paying for marks, money yeah. for marks, same
2: well, for uh, goals. Uh, uh, I, I used to coach, and when they were paid for goals, it would never pass.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See? yeah. yeah. Good <laughs> good interesting, right? So then you'd have to pay them <laughs> fifty <laughs> cents to pass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> number three, don't overmanage their money. Uh, uh, do let them make their own mistakes, right? Next time. Hopefully they've learned something from it. Mm -hmm. Number four, don't make them put their entire allowance into a savings account. Mm -hmm. They gotta be able to enjoy some of it. Number five, don't give them an allowance plus extra spending money. So Mm -hmm. they run out and now they're coming back to mom and dad because they want to go to a movie this weekend or they want to do something and they don't have the cash to do it. Number six, don't start their allowance on their first birthday. So. (laughs) I think you have to sort of pick a point at which they understand the value of money. And yeah. I, so here's a good test. If you showed them a toonie mm-hmm. and you showed them a 20 and you asked them to pick which one they want, mm, good point. then you've got an idea. If they yeah. pick the shiny one, yeah. <laughs> no allowance. If they pick the bill, then you're probably in good yeah. shape. That's time to start an allowance. Yeah. Um, number seven, don't try and keep up with the neighbors. Mm. Oh, we hear that all the time with our kids when we're doing it. Oh, so-and-so gets so much. So-and-so gets, yeah. we don't get enough. And, yeah. uh, number eight, uh, don't forget to pay the allowance. Now here's where I differed because I said every Sunday is allowance day. You have to come to me and ask because I don't want to be responsible for remembering. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I diverted boy. from the from the guidance here. Yeah. Uh, and most of the times they were asking me or reminding me. So that yeah. was fine. Uh, number nine, don't question the purchases they make but do ask them to keep track of where they're spending their money. And we don't talk about this too, but a monthly log is a great example. Just Mm. not every month, but take one month and say, how much are we spending? And where did it go? Number 10, don't tell them specifically what to buy. Number 11, don't start off too big. It's always fun to have a raise every year. Right. Right. Good point. Here's a raise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number 12. Don't set rigid uh, rigid guidelines on the beginning, at the beginning. You got to sort of help them out through that Mm -hmm. process. So here's sort of three quick stories. Um, Jillian, a mother of two children, age 12 to 14, we don't do allowances. It's too hard to stay consistent, so we just give the kids money when they want to buy a Slurpee or go to a movie with their friends. Leanne, a mother uh, of a, a girl age seven, Rachel gets 75 cents uh, a raise every year on her birthday. She currently gets $3 a week. I have one rule one third goes to savings, one third goes to donation, and one third becomes her pocket money. Mm. Uh, John, father of four kids, we give a flat rate of a dollar for each year. The 15 year old now gets 15 bucks a week. It's not related to their chores, but we will give a bonus for bigger projects like helping me stain the deck or something like that. Hmm. So there's some ideas about allowances and I uh, hope that gives you some thoughts.
0: And don't forget about the seminar again. Yes. Quick plug, Tuesday, October 25th at
1: Leuna Station. Give us a call.
0: All right, we have been uh, we have been planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson, Andy Lister, and Don Fox have been here from Investors Group Financial Services Inc. You can call now and leave a message at 905-529-7165. Have a great week. Thanks. Take care. Thanks.